0: Welcome back to We Bought a Mic, a pop culture podcast, a pop chocolate cast, mm-hmm. a wonk culture wonk cast. Mm-hmm. I wonka, you wonka, he, she, me, wonka. Mm-hmm. Wonkology, the study of wonka? <laughs> wonka. We're talking Ferrari today, folks. Um, <laughs> My name's Ernest.
1: Willie Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Ernest. Willie Wonkness. Um yeah i was trying to figure out i wonked her now see it's stupid it doesn't work there's not going to be any beating Oppenhunter. hunter that was just too much of a layup uh this year that i don't think I might be able to have a good play on uh as we are rounding out the end of this year so i'm just hunter and i'm drew and actually you know what oh i'm 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 eggnog hunter Is what i <laughs> am today <laughs> we are
0: i'm drew and we are nogged up we're sipping that mobbly nog we're about to get we're about to get fucking loose off that mobly knob slob on my nog we popped a seal and we're getting lazy like roddy rich drop the um the recipe
1: my uncle link's eggnog recipe i'll plug uncle link you can find him at um is this tallahassee florida his name link
0: yep his name is link cool. named after <laughs> the legend of zelda uh named after lincoln logs actually oh is that is that true lincoln
1: logs face named after lincoln logs yeah
0: i don't know wow.
1: he's an older gentleman so perhaps
0: welcome to the show uh we're going to talk about a lot of stuff it's it's the last episode of the year uh did everyone have a good holiday christmas holiday what'd you guys get for christmas well I got myself a new whip yeah you did um, yeah nice i can finally uh relate to as long as i i'm dropping roddy Ridge, as long as we're talking like 2019 hip-hop i can finally relate to uh lil baby when he said brand new whip got no keys <clears throat> yeah finally. your your old car was uh on its last uh yeah last struggle yeah so. and now i have M's in the bank like yes indeed um
1: <laughs> good for you it rocks it I've also baby is like really like that's a good person you want to align yourself with well 20, good thing 20. i
0: <laughs> good thing i'm talking about lil baby oh you fucking bigot <laughs> Um. Not duh, baby. Also, (laughs) you, you, and I'm assuming truly Gaia did correctly point out that I did get the exact same model of car as Edward Cullen had. Yes, you sure did. Ooh, Um, you absolutely did.
1: Which is very uh Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. And I know you were listening to Muse the entire way home from
0: Tallahassee. (laughs) I was ghost riding the whip on the interstate, going like 70, and like you know what I mean, like sprinting alongside it, (laughs) vampire style. (laughs) So they do. They don't actually drive. They don't know how to drive. (laughs) Real excited about that. I also um, a couple other new things. I have I have some gifts for both of you Um, in the background and also you may have noticed the addition to the background. Oh yeah, you weren't here last time Hunter. So we uh, god! what we've, we've got a minion now, but take a look to the right of that minion. What are you seeing? Oh my God, is that is that who I think it is? You're right. I don't know what that is oh my god you you've got her it's of course Don Bernice <laughs> the fuck uh one of the many uh what's it called the Kermit box uh the, the Kermit Frost box the Kermit Frost K- box Kerwin Frost Kerwin shit the Kerwin <laughs> Frost box at McDonald's uh I I've never really oh, it's a Mickey D's toy. I've never really felt connected to a fast food toy before but I did see this uh popping up for like I think like 250 or something uh, in addition to getting like a nugget meal and I simply had to do it. First time I went, I got the nugget meal, didn't realize you had to special order the the Kerwin Frost thing. So I just got a, like a normal bag of nuggets and i was too embarrassed to go back around and and ask <laughs> for the toy it. let me see it because <laughs> they'd have to charge dude, me dude pass that so you got really lucky i just i figured they didn't have a mechanism for just like adding a couple of bucks do you think that it's like for the toy <laughs> do you think that it's
1: worth the extra three dollars to your meal to get that little guy in not there?
0: only do i i am excited to collect them all there are many of them they have uh detachable uh features and accessories mm-hmm, as you can see mm-hmm. her hair really and, i want to get you can get Kerwin frost
1: himself he made himself into a nugget and some people say that's the most rare of all these are fuck
0: these are sick these are my funkos these are my amiibo
1: um i did get i have secured uptown mo um i've also <laughs> secured uh i want to say are these in like high
0: demand daria like all the variations um i don't know they they're currently actively selling them so not yet there's yeah but, but i have i have it on good word that they're the next nft
1: they're, oh, okay. <laughs> they're the next board ape. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be able to buy my next house. I'm gonna be
0: able to put down. Yeah, that, that right there is guys. my dad retiring. <laughs> yeah, being be when he's 80. 80. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> uh, so excited about that. Let me go grab your other presents. You guys can chat. About oh, okay. It. Okay. All right. Well, so maybe I'll take this chance to um, respond to the uh, the impassioned feedback that we received on our uh, color purple. Review. Oh, yeah. Do you want to th- do you want to you want to comment on that? um wait let's he, he got it <laughs> so i know you guys were really upset you didn't get to go to the first ever event at the kia center yes which I, is formerly the amway center of course mm-hmm. was it a magic game um it was it did was a you stand game. outside
1: and pick it <laughs> is that why you were at yeah, the I game s- is because you were so upset that they would take down your favorite my favorite pyramid ball. scheme
0: i know amway. I, I was re- people, amway are, people are dunking on like kia like oh how lame do you guys know what amway is <laughs> like that's the that's the I, worst thing no, you could ever name the amount of people after. that i know they're just idiots.
1: like they're just like oh amway it's just an original idea that they came up but they don't know that what amway is yeah, you uh, if you won't. don't know uh listeners at home just google amway google the devos
0: family anyway <laughs> like betsy DeVos, good news yeah. uh oh. the guys at the seats next to ours did not take home their complimentary shirts <gasps> oh let's see oh let's my god see. oh wow. yeah first Beautiful. game at the kia center uh, wow frame wow. that shit they had that's it, incredible that rocks they were busting out all the fucking all the stops Beautiful. at this thing it was lit everyone had wristbands that like lit up like on timers so like during every sort of synchronized like halftime show type thing. It was like a light show in the arena. Is that a thing that they're going to do moving forward at Magic Games or is that just for this first game? I don't know because they're certainly asking for a ton of money from the county for what seems to chuck up to maintenance. Uh, so I can't imagine they're doing s- so great financially.
1: I was also going to ask because they're asking for a lot of people to go to Magic Games, which does seem to be a little bit of a struggle Yeah, the sometimes. Magic did um, get
0: the shit beat out of them. <laughs> uh in that hey game. Yeah. magic are killing it this is really shirts. struggling well, with relative without uh ross it, yeah it's it's the t ross effect yeah this maybe. is what happens it it was <laughs> teams get better <laughs> it was it was a tough it was a tough watch for me personally but you guys got the shirts um thank you
1: thank you i'm gonna keep this for the rest of my into- life yeah i figured
0: yeah go kia go it's gonna be the first shirt that my baby wears um don't <laughs> let me forget i also have gifts for you guys i'll give it to you after the pod wow um
1: is it something that's not pod appropriate for I, giving it's you in my
0: office and i oh. don't want to walk and the here i just brought right you now. guys
1: like weapons to get yourself drunk <laughs> while we record this thing
0: no you got us cookies which okay that is true good. i
1: did bring cookies
0: i was mic. i was a little overwhelmed at all the varieties i just started munching them down at a certain point without really like resetting the palate from all the different kinds of cookies and i was like oh god this is this seems wrong
1: yeah uh there's a lot of cookies uh that my family and i make every year lots of different varieties i am still eating them and gaia yelled at me that i was going to make myself sick because i'm eating cookies (laughs) that were now made like three weeks ago (laughs) and i'm like it's probably fine right toss them in the freezer Uh, it's It's probably fine i'm not worried about
0: it you're good you're good it can't be any worse than drinking like a cup of eggnog
1: <laughs> yeah no the eggnog the <laughs> alcohol and the eggnog is going to burn out whatever bacteria is growing from eating month-old cookies
0: so everyone had a good christmas happy holidays last episode of 2023 um mm-hmm. keeping it chill i did want to address some of the uh impassioned comments some of the feedback that we got I, on are our- you sure you want to do this you want to address the haters I okay, I wouldn't say they're necessarily haters. I just wanted to to talk a little bit about how, in the context of a five minute review that was part of a longer hour plus episode, I didn't really get a chance to like articulate my full thoughts on the 2020. He's, 23 he's reading this off his notes app <laughs> color purple. <laughs> um, a movie that I actually like, but i just focused a lot on the stuff that i didn't like and i think i came across as like a little bit more negative than i intended i'm, I'm very partial to musicals i like a good musical the, the musical sequences are good the performances are good danielle brooks was on my ballot for supporting actors yeah.
1: He, okay yeah oh so that that excuses everything then
0: yeah it, are you were in what has often been called a heated gaming moment <laughs> <laughs> last time we recorded and it's happened to all of us, <laughs> and I can't blame you. Well, see, the the thing is, is they put an embargo on that movie that was like that didn't have an, a, a specific date, so I didn't want to <laughs> hold the episode. Yeah, so
1: we recorded it for like what, like three weeks ago or something. I, yeah.
0: I clipped out that part so that I could release the episode, and then when they uh, uh, said that the embargo was lifted, then I put out that segment as its own video, so it's getting a lot of traffic because it's only five or six minutes i love the feedback i love that people are interacting with you're it. Please, learning mm-hmm. please comment below every time you you're you hearing a lot of us. different opinions that differ from your own i i growing. don't i don't care that you think that my opinion is wrong what i wanted to say is that i i didn't hate the movie i liked the movie i just didn't get a chance to like really give the full uh scope of my feelings on the movie because i'd I'd probably end up giving it like a six or seven like i i don't think it's a bad move that's pretty low that's uh, i was gonna say (laughs) you you,
1: you were like doing yourself better and then you might have just made it worse you're like listen i put it in the same tier as
0: the super mario movie okay (laughs) the other thing too and, and you were you were talking about this in our chat is uh i underestimated like the 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 cultural weight that color purple has that this isn't just like defenders of of this story Mm -hmm. out there um so if i offended anyone you know i'm sorry but um you know is it one of my favorites of the year no absolutely not but i didn't think it was a bad movie so
1: i think now it's like funnier if drew and i just never see the color purple now (laughs) (laughs) and you just have to be out here on this island or drew's gonna see and be like this is the best movie i've ever seen did you see barack obama like
0: retroactively put it on his oh, wait he because he didn't
1: yes. have it on his <laughs> list before he put it back on yeah no he,
0: no no. he didn't he didn't update a new graphic he replied to the post with the graphic <laughs> and that he, was like, include- he was like he was <laughs> like uh lol just saw color purple uh that that too <laughs> basically
1: he's like i mean listen that that wasn't as big of an inspiration for me as oppenheimer was oppenheimer made me want to get back in the seat <laughs>
0: I would have loved for him to put like how to blow up a pipeline on there that would have been so fucking baller it's like all right i air all right has, Barack.
1: okay of these movies we do this every single year we ask Should this question um yeah go ahead and pull up barack's list um has barack watched all of the movies that are on this we list? we always talk about this every i think year. i think this year there's a good chance that he might have in years past there's no fucking way when he's just like yeah i, I loved I love the work of ryoichi so drive my car <laughs> drive my car and like all these and you're like i don't think that you saw these movies i think that your
0: intern said that this well, is a really cool film twitter movie to say that you like it i mean it's his daughters yeah specifically malia mm-hmm. um okay so th- this is his list so out of out of the list, he puts and Leave the World Behind in American Symphony, which were produced by his company, Higher Ground, for Netflix. And so brave of him to leave them out while simultaneously having them above all the other <laughs> <Yeah>. movies <laughs> on the list, <laughs> graphically speaking. And then I guess in no order, or I, I, it's unclear if this is ranked. The Holdovers, Blackberry, Oppenheimer, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Monster, Past Lives, Air, polite society and a thousand and one so some uh, so i love uh always sunny dennis cracks me up yeah uh I, blackberry <laughs> good use well, of him welcome to the hive good use of glenn howard too. i do love blackberry
1: feels like a movie that he would actually like blackberry and air it's like those are good like adult family dramas that tracks are we sure that he saw polite society sure
0: that's, that's are we, are we sure that he watched a thousand and one or monster uh about uh, michelle has advised me to take off four things <laughs> from my list <laughs> Uh, i just he, like mark ruffalo i don't see what the problem i is.
1: had a uh, florence florence pews pew pews listed on my list and i heard that that is not a movie oh uh, <laughs>
0: no uh, i'm learning no barbie no barbie yeah yeah uh, uh, so oh. barack's not an ally is what we've learned he thought that he Issa is now Fl- was like playing him in that movie it's like that's not me <laughs> there's that is uh inaccurate <laughs> to the experience
1: black women out here just fucking living at barack barack is no longer with them for the color purple and barbie being excluded from this list he
0: retroactively put it on the (laughs) list he got that phone call from oprah and he was like oh like oh shit well see okay see that's the thing is like barack just like me one of the many things that barack and i have in common is we underestimated (laughs) you like to to drone (laughs) strike. You both uh didn't have the color purple on your list. Right, exactly. We we thought that we could get away with just like having an opinion, having a thought about a movie that people disagreed with. You know, we're just out here, just me and Barack. He had to he had to back back up on his takes, but I am standing firm. Mm-hmm. That movie was pretty good. It was it was good. Hmm. <laughs> was it great listen i don't do you hear the hesitation Every day he said that was, movie
1: is he has
0: to pause and then catch you, himself and say pretty w- good what did you like about it the performance maybe that would help okay see that's 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 the thing that's why i brought it up in the first place so you don't like the core story of the color purple is what you're saying it seemed some of the commenters thought that you had no understanding that this is black people are real (laughs) and this is sort of based on things that they may have experienced in the world and i'm sorry look i'm listening you didn't make that clear (laughs) i'm seated look i i doubt that any of the people that comment on the video are going to be watching this right now but if you are i just i hope you know that i hear you and you're i growing. understand yeah. where you're coming from oh my god and it's okay <laughs> for people to disagree on whether or not if anything- this is
1: like giving uh who is it who did the ukulele apology where it's just made everything Facts. so much worse oh, <laughs> this god. is the same level of what's yeah. happening
0: right now you're not a groomer. you're just a loser <laughs> um so good for you on that one i i do want to shout out fantasia Barino for keeping I'd say keeping the part in this consider right. you know usually when they adapt something that's been like on Broadway they get rid of whoever was playing that person on Broadway Fantasia's been steady in color right. purple since uh-huh. like she won American Idol because she didn't transfer into pop music really well so she's just been grinding on that same, color purple same with Danielle Brooks Danielle Brooks is also from the um from the stage show uh-huh. and she's incredible she's the best part of the movie um so look I'm not a color purple hater I've been, I've been, I've been brandished as this, this, you know, wreaking havoc over the legacy of this beloved story, and I just, you know, I just wanted to just say, say that it's, Ken. it's, Ken, it's a fine movie. Is, okay, you're heard. It's okay. okay. It's it's fine. <laughs> okay, it's like in the middle of my list. <laughs> you know, maybe like the lower third. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what we're gonna do um in over the course of the next month we're going to be doing our our list of many our best of the year so we've been cramming for our critics group awards which which will be announced probably in like a week or so i think it is like first week of january yeah so yeah so we'll we'll share those on on the socials um we can't talk about them right now because i don't think by the time this episode is out those will be announced but in filling out those ballots um a lot of cramming a lot of movies I'm there's no time to talk about all the movies we've seen but there's a couple here that I feel like like the whole thing here I mentioned this last time is like is it gonna make the top 10 or not and I think that that's like kind of an unfair way to judge a lot of these movies so I want right. to give attention to some of these movies that I think are good and I want to recommend to people And I want to put a spotlight on them, even if they're not like, you know, anywhere. Maybe maybe they're in the running for the top 10. Uh, Maybe they're not. But like whether or not they fall out, I don't want them to be just crammed into the honorable mentions at the end of the three hour we read off yeah we read off 35
1: movies each that we all saw and kind of like and stuff there's also like been a big shift since we started doing this podcast where i can watch something and it isn't just the end all be all of this is it has to make top 10 list it's like listen this movie overall doesn't totally work but like you're saying with the color purple there's one performance on here that is one of the standout performances of the year and want to recognize that even if it's the movie as a whole isn't going to be like the top tier echelon right a lot of fucking good movies came out this year
0: not everything can make the top 10 so like i said there's there's no time to talk about everything um that i've watched in the last couple weeks but um we'll start off with a movie about a little chocolate maker named willy wonka alan theaters wonka starting timothy chalamet um so i i want to start with this up at the top because originally
1: a couple weeks ago before any of us had seen this movie you were like i want to do a full wonka episode we're gonna go twonked out just fully wonka pilled and then as the weeks have gotten closer you've been like what if we just lump this in with another ketchup yeah so now i have to ask where where are you at here with wonka Uh, well so are you not part of the waka hive are I you, think you not a
0: lot eating of this chocolate a lot of people were um might you say repulsed by the uh trailers to this film and i had to keep flying my flag through it all you know just just gotta keep that that candy colored uh cotton candy flag flying and you know i didn't go into it expecting it to be a masterpiece i knew that there had to be a ceiling on this movie but but i love the paddington movies or mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever seen the first one all the way through but i've seen paddington 2 a, a few times yeah and i think that's you know kind of close to perfect movie for what it is absolute masterpiece a children's movie and i think that that's somewhere where i land with wonka i i don't think as it's good as paddington 2 but it, it's a movie for children and Kids movies just because they're kids movies doesn't mean that they need to be treated with any less amount of like filmmaking or attention to detail or artistry. And that's one thing I really appreciate about Wonka is like, yeah, there's a lot of nits you could pick. There's a lot of flaws you could point to in this movie that, you know, some are more obvious than others, but I don't see anyone else making movies for children at this scale. Like maybe if you go, a lot of people have been comparing this movie to like the Harry Potter movies, you know, mm-hmm. especially the the first Definitely couple. Definitely
1: some Chris Columbus uh, to Paul King style.
0: Right, so it's like, oh, we're making movies for children, but we're doing it in a way that's like, you know, big. Mm-hmm. And and we're, we're leaning all the way into it. And the hair and the makeup and the costumes and the sets and everything is just kind of dialed up as much as possible. So just on that level, I, f- I found a lot to love in this movie. Um, it's, it's a wall to wall musical. And I don't know if it really fully succeeds in that way. Like I said, with the color purple, I am very partial to musicals. I had a great time with this movie, had a smile on my face the whole time, but sitting here now, I I can't really recall any of the numbers other than like, uh, do you have a sweet tooth? I do. That's a great one. Or um, there's chocolate and there's chocolate you know that's, that's kind <laughs> of so like <laughs> <laughs> so on that level i don't know if it's i a you just
1: came up with two that i
0: i did not remember to be perfectly honest yeah, uh, sweet they, they tooth is of, a good one they cut it's it is the experience of watching this movie is very similar to like eating a candy bar where in the in the moment you're like this is the best fucking thing in the world and then when you're done it's like why did i do that my tummy hurts <laughs> did your tummy hurt leaving the the walk at the a little bit a little bit i'll get to i'll get to our guy hugh grant in a second i um
1: don't but, you fucking <laughs> dare
0: don't you dare go where you my, my letterbox review was timothy chalamet is a star timmy you are a star mm-hmm. he so, is so good in this i movie. don't i don't want to hear anything else All I wanted—that's all I wanted to know—coming out of this movie is—is it good for my friend? Here's the thing. Um, yes, it's very good for him. It's doing very well at the box Mm -hmm. office. Yes, it's approaching 300 mil global right now. Yep. Right. Uh, nuts. Yeah. Timmy, come on. why Why don't let's not get hung up on these little details?
1: Here's the thing: is that I think that there's. I also I really enjoyed Wonka. There's definitely like there's definitely a cynical view that I can understand that people have towards it when they're just like the Warner brothers IP is eating itself and whatever. I don't care about any of that. I think that Paul King, what he is doing it. You're right. I think the Chris Columbus comparison is very apt, but there's something that's more um, colorful and theatrical to even whenever Chris Columbus is doing stuff. That's why his sensibility is kind of, perfectly suited for a musical now i will say uh obviously i i also love musicals coming from like musical theater yeah, background tiny tim. um i was tiny tim um this is you can understand why this time of year is very important to me um no very emotional. i emotional yeah of course it takes me back to the to the crippled times um Oof. no i uh i love musicals the music in this movie is not great uh, it's pretty forgettable, like right. as it's happening. But while the songs aren't great, I think that the, the set pieces, the staging, yeah, the staging and the set pieces it's is very awesome. well done. And there's something about the way that Timmy is playing Willy Wonka that he does, he's very smart and that he's not trying to do Gene Wilder at all.
0: Gene Wilder, I Which I, love. I don't care. I don't no. have a, a connection to that movie like oh, other people. So do.
1: I do. I watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory like every year, generally like around Christmas time every year, because it's like a pseudo Christmas movie for me. Love that movie. Wintery vibes. But Gene Wilder is playing the Willy Wonka character like kind of deranged and like a little bit like mean and there isn't semi like
0: murderous yeah
1: (laughs) yeah no he's playing it crazy like he is like a crazy insane person and timothy chalamet is playing uh this Wonka role completely different
0: it's so sincere but but it it does have that manic energy like his facial expressions like his he does kind of lean into that at times even if it's not on the level of wilder but like tonally it's closer
1: to paddington paddington is just like a very sincere genuine movie but you and know what's what's
0: better than a cgi bear a human man that can act well
1: okay i don't think wonka compares to paddington too uh i think that there's like some real flaws with wonka mostly because i can mention whenever this movie is being colorful and being bright and really like owning the uh the factory world of it all it is like absolutely singing there's a point in the third act of this movie that did just fully make me cry gaia uh watched this movie with me and sh- this movie did not work as well on her but she even still cried once we got to the third act to the big moment mm-hmm. that happens
0: there are you thinking I, of uh is it the uh the golden ticket moment there's that there's like
1: a good 20 minute stretch there where it's just like tears tears are going to be coming now this is this is we know how to play on your heartstrings i do think that this movie takes it has some moments that are kind of drab like purposefully drab but i don't think that that's where paul king's sensibility lies going back to the chris columbus comparison i think that's Chris Columbus with those first two Harry Potter movies, especially it's so incredible. The, the juxtaposition that he has to when Harry's in the real world at the beginning of those films to taking the train into Hogwarts and just everything gets more saturated and bright and magical. Paul King does that a little bit in Paddington too, specifically whenever the bear goes to, goes to jail, but it's like (laughs) bringing that color with him and Wonka spends a little bit too much time in the muck and in the dirt. I'm very excited for a sequel to this movie. Really? I'm like, give me the fucking factory. I don't already. know. I think that Wonka 2 has the potential to be like Paddington 2. I kind of Where didn't we kind of like... get past a lot of the like setup and everything else. And now we can just get
0: to our boy cooking. Literally. Let him cook. Yeah, chocolate. Yeah um let him brew i, I don't know i didn't it, i didn't love the ending of this movie and kind of how it feels the need to like box itself itself into the world of the original movie see i don't think that i it feels so wholly different from the original like obviously there's I, I mean, there's I mean like literally room, the last like the last scene of the movie
1: yeah um, i mean there's yeah but i i still think that like, I guess, tonally, I think that this is just going for something so totally different that I don't think that this is ever going to get to a point where it feels like we're replaying Willy Wonka so Chocolate Factory. Hugh Grant. Uh, don't you fucking dare. Don't it, you fucking dare. It did dare. not work for me. I Hugh Grant plays Oompa Loompa. He plays uh, Oompa Loompa in this world is like, I don't know, a foot tall. Yeah. He's like a, a little, little guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's average for his that's a smart move because then it's, <laughs> then you don't have to worry about the whole it's beyond ableism yeah, right? because it's just like that's a different like species right practically <laughs> you know what i mean so good
1: i i think Hugh grants great in this movie he's fine i think his uh there's one scene with him the, the i think the first scene that you meet him is very funny and very charming
0: i could just feel the separation of the fact that like he did not it did not feel like he was in the same room like that's making no that they actually the built movie. like a, a five foot five like tall like f- you know floor in every scene and he's standing underneath the floor <laughs> and his head is sticking out. They build a, a nine foot Timothy. Yeah, Sheldon. he's actually Timmy's
1: walking on stilts. <laughs> Hugh Grant's just walking normally.
0: <laughs> I I was hoping that this would work for me because I love Hugh Grant. It did not work for me at all.
1: See, I like Hugh Grant a lot. Um, I do want to ask about what our boy Keegan Michael Key is doing. I like that. That was funny. See, that did not work for me. He, well. he eats chocolate
0: and gets really big. He does get really. It's like funny at first, he can't but then it's, he's addicted to chocolate. <laughs> also, this movie has like um almost. It has like a corruption, like a police corruption yeah. subplot. It's kind of it's like baby's first like anti-capitalism. It it, it like oh, wants yeah. to teach kids about like how greed is bad and how like conglomerates control all the production of all our our goods and resources uh, and they hoard it from the masses to control prices and they enlist the the corrupt police to carry out their their bad deeds like that i loved all it's fun
1: i like that i really love uh there's also a corrupt church uh in this that has shout out to ron atkinson yeah our boy uh, mr mr bean mr bean himself is here um and some really funny scenes this is just like it's very very charming movie And I think that that's kind of the biggest takeaway that you can from it.
0: Yeah. So I like many, I, when I saw the trailer, I, the hairs on my arm stood up. It was sort of like a visceral. It was, it wasn't, it was like a protective thing. It was like, like, it was like, I need to shield Timmy from the world. This might go really bad for him. It could, it could kill him. It could, it could give you the Timmy killer. Yeah. And, uh, I, the, the way out, I saw a Paul King. I had a good amount of faith in Paddington 2 is great. It taught me that prison is cool um Mm -hmm. be nice the way out was a it's a comparison i know you you guys probably still haven't seen enola holmes because why would you (laughs) i don't know what that is (laughs) um there are two of them now they're on netflix oh my god (laughs) they're starring millie bobby brown one time i i don't remember why but i watched all of enola holmes one or i like i tuned in like like toward the first act of it it's a super charming live action a uh, period piece kids movie mm-hmm. that's like pretty stylized. Yeah. And I was I had never seen anything like that because I haven't seen many kids' movies in right. recent years, especially live action ones. There haven't been a ton. Yeah. Because they don't do well. Oh, or and if they do, they're like Disney Plus originals right. shot on the vault. Exactly. They look, look like dog shit. And Enola Holmes uh was super charming. It you know, it wasn't perfect or anything, but I was like, oh wow, they, like a live-action kids movie. This is like the route to make it good. And i'm what i'm hearing is that this sort of has a similar vibe that movie wasn't a musical it was interestingly both of now there are two both uh directed by the guy who directed like every episode of fleabag Mm -hmm. uh yeah harry bradbeer nice yeah so that that i'm sure that explains part of it but uh i am excited for this i'm excited it's it's worth it it's not the world is still in front of our guy Mm -hmm. yeah i will say i watched this movie at home
1: um I kind of wish I would have seen it in a theater just to see like, especially like a crowded theater to kind of feel the vibe of the crowd mm-hmm. while you're watching my, it. My crowd was into it. Were they into it? Yeah. I think yeah, just like musicals it. in general, generally feedback, yeah. del- but it did play well at home. I still, I still enjoyed it. I was engaged the whole time.
0: It's solid movie. This, you know, this holiday season is pretty crammed full of movies, but I don't know if anything's really popping too much. It, it's looking like, color purple and wonka will win out over um anyone but you people don't want to see uh
1: do an iron claw ferrari double feature exactly Um, so you
0: know so it's looking like the the bright colorful musicals are going to be the ones to pop so that's wonka um before we get into any of these other ones drew why don't why don't you take why don't you take the lead i i I saw you log uh mr monk's last case a (laughs) a monk movie on uh, on letterbox <laughs> i i'm i genuinely was like have i watched anything in the past like three years uh thank you for bringing that up uh it was this had been bookmarked uh for like months with it's on the cock in right? the deeds in the and clan yeah we were big monk heads usa network characters welcome did you watch this movie with beth and leonard yeah of course and lindsay okay, nice the, the whole clan we we tuned in monk was a, a good show it was a it was a really fun like pretty solidly written procedural um the likes of tom sharpling wrote for it Huh. Mm-hmm, huh? Mm-hmm. um and this movie had a big hurdle to get over which was uh it shouldn't exist and they (laughs) they had to really figure out why why do it then um i ended up relative it was better than i thought it would be if you haven't seen monk uh fast forward (laughs) this is this has nothing to do with you you would watch this movie and be like this is fucking horrible (laughs) because what it is doing is it it has to jump over several more hurdles in order to set up what is an episode of monk (laughs) and then and you know it's to intro the idea of monk no it's just kind of never seen it well it's just like we sort of you know like it's been years and everything's different and he's like retired so like we have to do like a half hour of getting everything back together and then like an episode of monk happens and then we have to do like a movie ending you know what i mean like it's the meat of it is an episode of monk (laughs) that's
1: the problem uh whenever you try and make a movie out of a procedural based show is then you're like well we can make it procedural but that's only gonna be 30 minutes of the movie so what else do we
0: do well so that said it I think for what it was trying to do it did pretty well because it's clearly done on like a shoestring budget. It's a super low budget movie. That means they couldn't really up the stakes a ton like action wise. There are one or two explosions in this movie that look like shit. They look (laughs) horrible. Um, And so the way they up the stakes emotionally was really surprising to me. They they made it so like the central struggle of this movie is Mr. Monk wants to commit suicide. Oh fuck. It, yeah. It's like he wants to kill himself like so bad <laughs> and it's so crazy because it makes a lot of sense. Like the whole show was like he was a very depressed man because he like has severe OCD and he has a dead wife and he like misses her. Jeez. Um, That's just like
1: very heavy to make that be what the yeah.
0: movie is centered. Well, around. so it's just he's just like, all right, uh, you know, I'm almost ready. Super stoked to kill myself um something that works sometimes usually not is his his dead wife in the show which we we don't see her hardly ever in the show like it's she's not a recurring character like you know coming to talk to him in angel form in the movie she is it's melora harden uh jan from the office uh and that works sometimes sometimes it doesn't uh it's you know sometimes it's like oh boy here we go uh that said it's fun to see the whole gang get back together um once you know once once all the sort of dominoes are lined up we get to see them fall in a pretty effective way um the mystery itself i think was really lacking um this was something that was i think true about monk as well that like you kind of i think you knew who did it every episode and you were just waiting for monk to figure it out colombo style yeah Mm -hmm. um and a great show that doesn't work as well in a movie i don't think Mm, for yeah. whatever reason i i wanted to i wanted to be wondering you right. know what i mean i think that it, it was too much time for me being like all right this is it. also the the guy who did it like is playing such a caricature of a villain that it, it would be obvious yeah. anyway um it's a super straightforward mystery i uh me and my dad both predicted the solution to it like really early on. yeah hey, that's part of the fun, you know. It's a it's a bonding moment. You high five each other at the <laughs> end. We nailed it, dad. I fucking love you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz if you get it wrong, it's like it ruins the night. Yeah. You don't want to talk to each other. Oh, it's God. God, God fucking forbid. Um uh so we get back the gang together, uh of note, obviously in the gang is uh, former police chief, Buffalo Bill. Nice. Oh my God, Ted um, Levine, Ted, Ted Levine, uh, killer actor. He's super old now. Like you're seeing him in this, you're like, Oh my God, Ted, mm. uh, red in the face, Ted. Um, but you know, it. I, I found it um like emotionally, it worked better than it should have, and everything else was like fine to like average and that's fine by me i have two questions for you
1: one is this a covid movie
0: yeah i was gonna say
1: the 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 poster header yes
0: (laughs) yes the is that him in a hazmat suit so in the picture the
1: actual poster itself is him with like a a suit pocket full of like the the blue disposable mask yeah the
0: surgical yeah so i would imagine they've been trying to get this off the ground for a longer time because at least a couple years yeah it that mostly amounts to sort of a a cutaway gag in the beginning because you you are wondering you're like oh covid must have been crazy for this guy because he's already out of his mind like germ phobic um and there's he ever leave his house yeah he, he didn't and it's a fun cutaway and it you know obviously that made his depression way worse yada 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 um but yeah uh like later on in it like when the whole gang gets back together there's this really cringy moment where like he like sanitizes his hands and they all are like oh can i have some of that and they all sanitize and they're like look (laughs) at us it's a different world you know (laughs) uh, that's the the letterbox tagline is it's a different world he fits in perfectly
1: yeah um so so that's not a key part of the movie
0: (laughs) no what's past that (laughs) not really
1: weird selling point to like sell your movie as that
0: and then it not be that i think it's just i think that was like if this had come out in like late 2021 which they probably wanted it to i'm sure that would have hit so hard you know what i mean but yeah end of 2023 it's like are we still yeah COVID still exists i'll cut to the chase though the reason this movie works is because tony shalhoub is a fucking great actor oh yeah Yeah, and he was the whole time during monk he's he's a fucking phenom at playing this character um because he has to switch in between like pretty weighty emotional stuff and then what is basically like almost slapstick bits like there's a lot of physical comedy to monk you know like he has to, there's a there's a whole scene where uh sort of the beats of it are like he's trying to get his his chair dead even with the person next to him like height wise so he's like <laughs> get, you know hopping up and down <laughs> um and he does it's it's effortless to this guy like he is such a good fucking actor that like you do end up like my sister was like crying and it was like earned by like the emotional weight of the movie you're like she's like jesus christ they're really going for it on this like you know this depression stuff shalou, and it works baby um, also uh final selling point is uh richard kind does play identical twins oh my god in what? in I think a like a two-minute scene toward the end that okay. literally could have been anyone. <laughs> and it's two Richard no, Kines doing what? like doing like Winklevoss style. I love that. It's so funny. It's like why the fuck do you think they'll do another Monk's last case. I don't know because they've been they've been like steadily doing psy- psych himself. movies. They've been doing psych movies over the years. I think there are at least two. Now. That's,
1: well, that's what I was going to ask you because I know that there's psych movies. Now there's a monk movie. Has the burn notice movie been greenlit yet? Oh, Bruce. King or are they Stone? waiting to bring you and Dane on as EPS? I I to handle some rewrites. I have plenty of ideas. Okay.
0: Um. I, no, what if I actually, this time I don't have any ideas. Never they mind. go to Miami <laughs> I have an idea for Monk 2, Monk's last case 2, mm-hmm. or Monk's last, more last Lastest case. case, uh, he quote-unquote kills himself, yeah. but he's been, it's, it's a cover-up, he's been framed, it's been framed as suicide, it's actually a murder, and his ghost, he has to haunt, uh, let's say, a young, uh, uh, Barry Kilgan. Uh, <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> no that's terrible let's uh <laughs> a- insert young actor to drink the scene here. young barry Keoghan. Um, to solve his own murder because mm. it wasn't a suicide anyway great job by peacock uh the cock as always just pumping out premium content <laughs> that everyone loves this
1: is such a peacock original if i've ever heard of one there's like ah, oh, why not let's do a fucking monk movie let me tell you i've been watching a lot of 30 rock uh the last couple weeks perfect show uh but the barren wasteland that is peacock whenever you're not watching sunday night football or Tough. or shows that were on Ten to twenty years ago, is
0: it's tough. Hey, you got SNL. You can watch a whole episode. Of I SNL. actually,
1: I watched. uh
0: I watched the last episode. The Adam of Driver, yeah, yeah, Adam yeah. Driver and Emma Stone.
1: Enzo it's, Ferrari was on Saturday yeah. Night Live. SNL has genuinely been getting was, way more buzz than so they got like five years. I was ago. gonna say the this cast is. Good. I actually watched the two, cast is great. I watched. I think we watched two episodes of SNL, and it was like. Good and funny, and I didn't really know like half the people
0: that are on the cast now and everything, but it's really good. Yeah, they've really recovered uh admirably. It felt like it was the end, right, for a minute there. And even, um, I mean, the most viral thing that on SNL is Che and Jost when they trade jokes. Oh, that and that—that's so that's, funny. That's yeah. yeah. Then they've they've realized oh, we should just do that more, yeah. and so now they do it. Oh, it's a uh, Christmas tradition now. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like okay, it's uh,
1: <laughs> it was a uh, funny watching the sketches uh Gaia pointed out that you can tell the sketches that definitely feel like they're written by Sarah Sherman Mm -hmm. and it's like listen all right just let our girl in there cook because she's uh, she's a genius she's
0: doing well and Uh, listen
1: if SNL needs to just embrace being more weird and not not trying to make comedy for literally everyone because that's impossible well, I, think, that I think i think they
0: had the disease of having too many people with sketch backgrounds for a while and it and those people are honestly not likable like mikey day i wouldn't call it likable yeah and he's like a sketch through and through like he just like he knows like like he writes like half the things that make air because they're all like solid sketches but like you need a couple like shaggier like stand-up types who are mm-hmm. just like funny if you put them in a scene but not too disruptive like pete davidson you know what i mean right and they have that right now um, with like the big toothy grin guy i don't know his name and then you also have guys who are great in sketch but also funny like james austin johnson who is oh, phenomenal james austin johnson so a really funny guy yeah so good job by them here's, nice. here's, here's a back. question do we think that adam driver in ferrari is like an snl sketch um
1: so i think that he elevates it beyond an snl sketch now some of the other uh, cast members. Of, I got to build the strong Ferrari. car. <laughs> no, you're doing Jared Leto and in, in House of Gucci, <laughs> which Ferrari could have greatly benefited from Jared Leto and House of Gucci. Being I would have loved to see that. And just be like, Ah, Enzo, I'm making a mistake. The cargo. boom now.
0: They should have just. That. They should have just like Chris Pratt, you know, do <laughs> yeah, it, Mario. Yeah, just yeah. be like, Hey, I'm I'm Enzo Ferrari. I'm here <laughs> in Italy. <laughs> jesus christ honestly there is uh
1: i think that like the country of italy might might start a war with america for the betrayal of (laughs) the betrayal of um, italians in in
0: two films this year um so ferrari we saw it last night Mm -hmm. um this movie is is very interesting this is one of the the quintessential like will not make the top 10 but it's still a great movie and I think it it deserves a, a little spotlight. I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, there are moments that do kind of feel like an SNL sketch, um, especially early on when you're still getting settled in, you're like, uh, I don't know what's going on here with these accents. Everyone's really <laughs> trying to sound like an Italian right now. It's not quite working, but as you get into it, as you start to settle into it, um, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a great choice to focus on the drama of um, his marriage with his wife, played by Penelope Cruz. Um, She helps him run the company. So it's like there's this strained marriage, which leads to this strain in the company. And so it's it's all leading to this big race and he has to win the race to save the company. Um, So it's it just makes for a very kind of streamlined movie watching experience. You're not kind of bogged down by any of these obligatory biopic things that we were commenting last night that a lot of biopics seem Mm -hmm. to be disposing with, you know, in in this era that they don't want to do the whole story. They want to focus a little bit more. And I I think this movie does a great job at that. I love the performances. I love Penelope Cruz. I loved Adam Driver. Yeah, I you know, I was doubtful. You know, the look of it in the in the, the original
1: pictures. <laughs> it's a full transformation. A like never seen Adam Driver quite look like this. I, I like, went into punch it. belly. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I I mean, shout out. Like talk about you know going into into our thirties. Like that's gold <laughs> right there like big old belly like pants hiked up past the mm-hmm. past the belly button mm-hmm. with suspenders he on. is
1: playing a 59 year old <laughs> so maybe you shouldn't aim for that when you hit 30 but like you know i i
0: get what you're saying it's a good movie yeah. it's a good movie i i i'm not a, a michael Mann completionist um completist I, I i think that uh i don't know he he's made some movies that are like not great yeah so sure. i think that there was it was definitely in the cards for this one to be one of those not great ones especially because he's so fucking old um he's mad is old 80 years old but he brought it man yeah
1: like this movie this movie's great i think this movie rips um i there's definitely like some problems with it but i do think that like at its core are two of the best performances of the year adam driver i've really been thinking so much about since seeing this movie instead seeing some of the other original castings that were supposed to be enzo ferrari uh namely christian bale who maybe maybe uh and then hugh jackman which i love hugh jackman but there's just no way that he could do this role i i think that adam driver i said before i think he's the best working actor alive like i really think that he has the belt right now as far as male actors go that I've never seen Adam Driver and think like he was woefully and miscast in right. this. He is able to transform himself in all kinds of different ways. Penelope Cruz is uh, one of the three best supporting actress performances I've seen this Absolutely. year. Like I the way that she is able to hold her face in this movie is is unbelievably powerful. Um also just like stunningly beautiful. Um, in this movie and the movie kind of really plays with that and almost like it, it's funny, like just the way that this is this is portrayed. Her character um, plays uh, Laura Ferrari, Enzo's wife. And you mentioned that the movie, instead of centralizing being about the flashy, the races directly and about like a driver or something like that. This is really about Enzo's life uh, with his and his relationship with his wife and his mistress. uh, I guess it's like a slightly elevated mistress uh, played by Shailene Woodley. Um,
0: I'm not Very good.
1: No, no, no. So (laughs) I, I have, I have thoughts on Shailene Woodley, but I, I will say I, I really like that. They took that angle into it because I think that there's a, a simpler movie would have been like, we have to win the race. That is the entire focus of this movie is that we win the race. Even a younger Michael Mann might've taken that entrance into the story. But I think that where they landed is a little bit more interesting and leaves a little bit more meat on the bone. This still gives you still gives you room from cargo fast. Um, There was a little bit of F1, little F1 boy in me got excited because they, they do some races where they're, uh, they're timing the cars at Monza, which is a very famous track in Italy, the home of Ferrari. Um, so that was cool. That was nice to see. Uh, yeah. Um, the number one, if you're talking about like knocks against this movie, it starts with Shailene Woodley, who's like one of the worst cast people I can remember in a movie in a very long time. Like I I don't hate Shailene Woodley. Um, I have questions about her, like, uh, her, like, personally, outside of her acting career and the choices that she's made there. But I don't hate her generally as a performer. She's, like, terrible in this movie. Like, it, it... the accent work is she almost has like a southern twang at one point and it kind of reaches a point where you're just like just don't even try to do an italian accent if you're gonna do something like can you get one vocal coach in the room with you like what are we doing she's tough
0: she famously uh, must have a great agent because her star I think should have burned out after like falling our stars. Right. She's really, really good in big little
1: lies. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. But yeah,
1: she, I think yeah, that she's pretty a, good in big little lies. You're right, I you're think right, that, you're that right. that's about it. That's the last great thing that I remember seeing
0: her in. Um, but she, she stays working, you know what I mean? And this was, this is obviously a huge, huge, like, you know, like a big ass role to, to land. So good on her. I I think it's the accent, like the accent really kills it because I I feel like if they would have made this movie without forcing her to try to do an Italian accent, I think she she wouldn't have felt misguided. Has yeah, like, I there obviously is, she's not Italian. There's so if one can scene, get over that.
1: There's one scene where with Adam Driver, Shailene Woodley, and their illegitimate son that they have that he's now like ten years old or something like that. That's really really good, and she does have some moments with Adam Driver that are really really good. But it's just every time like she starts to speak you just never know where that voice is gonna go right, right. and it's kind it's so distracting and i haven't heard like accent work that was that distracting in in a long time not even to say that adam driver's accents like pitch perfect in this movie because it's not i mean penelope cruz is not italian either and her accent she does is, the best she I definitely think, does the yeah. best job but it's still like not even i wouldn't say it's funny we talked about after leaving the theater the lack of italians in a movie that is about like one of the most famous italians and the most famous italian uh, car in business it's not what you want weird choice by 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 our boy michael Mann. but
0: how many how many italians can we name that
1: like work um chris pratt um is joe pesci still working uh can we get him in there definitely Um, okay famously easy to get yeah yeah
0: he's not doing anything
1: the ghost of Ray Liotta uh Martin Scorsese Uh, I'm naming only Italian Americans I now realize
0: literally what is Adam Driver is he is why is Bradley Cooper listed as an Italian He's New York I don't hey (laughs) <laughs> have you ever heard uh, the raccoon's voice? Bradley Cooper? <laughs> He's fucking. Bradley that's that's actually the, his real voice. Bradley
1: Cooper is the most Philadelphia human being to ever exist. He literally does like the pregame Eagles like voiceovers of like, now our boys have to come out for one game. He looks pretty Italian john Turturro. he's uh i actually i don't know what adam what
0: is adam driver What what is his he ad? could be anything <laughs> i think i've been thinking about this comp generally i think that adam driver it's not one for one at all but he has a good amount of uh tom hanks in him in terms oh in terms of like they both <laughs> came into acting later in their lives mm-hmm. and as a result they don't act like actors act like they act differently and it's really affecting and like captivating and as and in addition to all that they look different than actors yeah. look right <laughs> like I think- and they're tall like they, they just they're inherently very likable like adam driver is when he wants to he also has a very severe look to him so he can be he can be he's he can be anything yeah he yeah. can be um, hero he can he, be villain he can, he can be, be scarier than tom hanks could when he I, was young That's but why like- he
1: almost has like pacino to him too because i think that that's another like comparison i've heard thrown his way which i think that's kind of the look of driver is he kind of looks like young
0: to middle aged Pacino. he's just a dude who gets it like he doesn't you know he wasn't acting at age like seven and so he gets it he just does you know what i mean like him and like him and something like logan lucky it's like why is this guy so good in this like what is he even doing here i mean Um, obviously like the the rom-com has died but i wonder how adam driver would do it would be in- gir- it would be girls <laughs> that's his rom-com yeah his role is yes. in- his part in girls and he's fucking great in yeah that. i mean that it, he exploded after yeah that. but his role in that show he's like you a mega of, he's a mega weirdo and you it. kind of hate his character yeah he's, the he's pretty awful yeah but still you know
1: well i think that that's why he's a very interesting movie star is because he's not he's not tom cruise he's not i am the savior and i'm perfect in every way even in something like this where he is on ferrari his name is right there top build on the poster he's playing a very complicated man a man who's like kind of a bad human being but who's just like complicated and willing to do whatever it takes to become great like oh, that yeah. that is the type of roles that he's drawn to by the way and it's funny he is really trying i don't know if he is italian but between this and house of gucci he's really trying to <laughs> say like i am the italian <laughs> <laughs> american that you cast here it did for fill roles. for
0: me when i said is adam driver it <laughs> italian. I, I didn't even have to write i <laughs> <laughs> no dutch english german irish scottish
1: i was gonna guess irish so that okay um not not italian obviously if
0: we're talking if we're talking italian american actors the the one the obvious one we Leonardo DiCaprio DiCaprio Yeah mega Italian Um, He doesn't look I was gonna say He
1: almost He looks like a guy Who changed his name To sound (laughs) more Italian
0: That's fucked up I mean a lot of Italians like he just like uh, you know if you're from the north of Italy, you're basically from fucking France. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, what, what's the fucking difference? Facts. I That's, found out my, Jesus
1: Christ. You just like singled out one of our biggest demos. Ernie, you're gonna have to cut this. North. Italy. This. Yeah. They're
0: coming after me. The the same the the, color the, Ferrari the South heads.
1: French. Dude, the south you don't fuck with the French like that. Oh, wait I mean, wait, you wait until you seen Napoleon. Yeah, wait until I talk Jesus, about Jesus, you don't oh, fuck no. with the
0: French. I found out uh that my i think my great grandfather was sicilian okay which oh. is why i have black curly hair and also why i'm a person of color have you seen this okay. <sighs> um yes actually okay up well, this morning it's, it. it's offensive also i gotta say your takes on the color purple hurt <laughs> me <laughs> drew was crying he was sobbing over here i'm one eighth sicilian and yeah <laughs> the pain the pain that's is about our not- <laughs> is not to be joked about okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's actually real it's actually yeah. it's actually based on real pain I, yeah Vince okay. vaughn italian-american nice that one could have told you he talks fast you, you know, know what on. i mean actually yeah, okay. that yeah. italian that, you know
1: vince vaughn actually would have fit in really well in ferrari like i i am one of like 27 people who saw the movie freaky uh from
0: la- two years ago um he could have played ferrari in another universe where he isn't a giant asshole who's addicted to like beers or whatever you know what i mean i mean homie aren't we all i think i think the thing with driver is that he he is like the closest thing we have to a, a movie star in that age range i think obviously timmy is like probably what 10 maybe 15 years younger than him so driver i think is 39 i think he just turned he probably just turned 40 we're at the end of the year so he must have turned 40 at some point um so i i think when you're talking about that age range it's like oh who else who else would you put above the title i don't even know if he even gets above the title but he is ferrari right like the list is not very long
1: well i mean that's interesting that we're pairing this with Wonka because Wonka, as we mentioned, one, it's IP, it's a bright, colorful musical. But that movie is going to make three hundred million dollars, and Ferrari is bombing, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, as mean, of recording of this, it's. Oh, I, last time I saw it was not great. Um, I want to see if I can get an updated. They
0: they had it on the smallest screen possible at the theater. <sighs>
1: yeah, it was. It it's tough, man. It was. Uh, I know it was originally like there was talks about originally being like a straight to VOD or straight to streamer kind of thing. Like I think it was,
0: um, what's neon, it's
1: neon, but like neon bought it. I don't think that neon originally produced it. Or maybe Neon wasn't originally going to give the funding to it. But there was, like, talks about... Because they wanted to make this movie a couple years ago. And I think that it might have been one of those things where it's like, we'll buy it from you, but it's going straight to the streamer. And I'm glad that this didn't just go straight to a streamer. I want people to go out and see this movie in the theater, if at all possible, because this is a good... Original-ish story. Take your dads to see this oh, this holiday what season. What a dad movie. This is like this is gonna be a nominee for our dad yeah. movie of the year. My, and this my is-
0: dad texted me. He was like, please let me know how it is. He did? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I told him I was gonna say that's it. cool.
1: I think dads will love this because there's there's definitely there isn't too much of it, but there's at least a little bit of talking about engineering and talking about cars yeah. and making cars more efficient. But it's in a way that's dumb enough that dad's going be like, mm, yeah. Yeah, know that's going to reduce friction.
0: Our, yeah. our <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it hits the all scene, the beats. the see where they're looking at the blueprints, yeah, they're going to be exactly. like, oh, no, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's true.
1: Less friction. That, I'd give that kid a high five too. You know, that's Better than that my is son. how
0: engines work. I oh, tighten that bolt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have a, a Wabamie named after Michael Mann. So I, I think it's going to be really tough for any other movie. I know, but air is coming in so hot. Air, yeah. Napoleon.
1: Is Michael Mann is the
0: achievement in dad cinema? Yeah, that
1: is. Oh man, Air is tough. That's a that's a good one. Um, there's a. I'm gonna. There's been a few good dad movies this year. there has been a good year for dad. I'm
0: gonna movies. hit you guys with some Italian American actors, and you tell me if they could play Enzo Ferrari. Enzo Ferrari. Ferrari. Uh, um, Marco Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. No. <gasps> uh
1: no 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 no. I don't think so. I think that there
0: is. There is, See, a, there is a there is a like a like a stoic rage that mark ruffalo can tap if, into. i don't know if ruffalo
1: can make himself like paunchy in the same way that driver is though in paunchy mark, he's naturally paunchy no but i no but there's like a physicality to the driver performance that
0: he has mm-hmm. uh, steve carell uh, yeah, I could see it, but it would be bad. How much body hair I, is Adam driver flexing because Steve Carell has the most so, body hair you'll ever see in your life uh, outside of Hunter um, Mobley.
1: <laughs> it's me and James Khan just rocking. <laughs> and, like, Robin, and, RIP. and Robin Robin um, Robin yeah, no, I I actually could see Steve Carell trying to, if he's like, I want to do Foxcatcher again and try and do yeah. like my Oscar type play. Exactly. Um, but again, it, it's it a worse suck. movie.
0: <laughs> it's a bad movie. Ray Romano. Think think about it. Again, it it wouldn't think, be as good. On. Like he could do Maserati. it. Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that was what? terrible. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Little <laughs> problem. i don't know so (laughs) um matt leblanc we're running low we're already running low on it jesus christ actually you know what matt leblanc now uh if he
1: can still act I actually think that would be really interesting okay, cuz as I have a guy who news. like used uh, to he be...
0: cannot still act. Oh, that he never be, could. That would be like the peacock <laughs> original version of I I of think Ferrari. that if
1: Matt LeBlanc could I think there would be like a fun meta aspect
0: to having Matt LeBlanc okay. in this but um Now here's a big one. A I'm Michael Imperioli. Ooh, come on now that he actually looks, he looks like that he doesn't have to put shit on here's the
1: he thing looks like that i actually yes. that's the best one so far that you've wow. had i, I would like watch that. the shit out of that i i think i like that i'm so sick of these young I can't scottish believe the Matt fuckers. were you not a fan of man with a plan what is that is that a- <laughs> were you not a fan of episodes okay well
0: that not a one... fan of the spin-off to friends joey Joey, not Joey I love. Okay, I hated <laughs> friends love Joey. Re- realistically, <laughs> when you look up pictures of Enzo Ferrari, like he probably looks closer to Joe Pesci than anyone. Yeah, also who cares what he looks like? It's just some I mean, guy. No, here's one, the no thing. one knows what the fuck that guy looks like. Enzo
1: Ferrari, uh, he doesn't look like Adam Driver. Oh, That's another thing, close. is that uh, incredible job by the makeup and hair team. There's some great wigs in this movie. Um, by the way, what- Really, really great wigs. What happened
0: to Jackman? Like, why didn't he play? Well, the part? project, the project, just I know it's got been away. years. It's yeah. been years and years. It yeah. was
1: originally it was going to be Jackman and uh, hold on, I want to look at who the other because it wasn't going to be Penelope Cruz alongside. It was going to be oh Naomi Rapace, uh from Girl with the Dragon Tattoo,
0: hmm. which yeah, I don't know about yeah.
1: Hmm, it's kind of the right reaction of like a uh,
0: young uh, young Ferrari was a crazy looking guy. Dude, the very first scene <laughs> he of this—he was like this, fucking. He was like fucking. Dude, crazy, nice to the I, very I, first I, scene I, of this? The very first scene of this movie is a young Adam Driver in like the most old timey, digitally and white. animated
1: into like in sepia footage of a raceway, just like coming around the corner. Yeah, it's young Enzo Ferrari. <laughs> and it's just Adam <laughs> and Driver. And it's just him, like <laughs> with the goggles, with on. fucking killers of the Flower Moon, <laughs> Bob De Niro goggles on. <laughs> you just yeah. rocks that Honestly, was a great way
0: to start them
1: i was i watched it and i was like oh my god is this movie like gonna be a comedy
0: like i don't <laughs> know what we're getting into right now you you could not cast someone with these crazy fucking eyes if you tried to i know young ferrari it, you that, it could well, only, that's why he wore the fucking sunglasses it could only be casey Neistat. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the the best recast um one last thing I'll say about Ferrari is it it features one of the most insane car crash scenes I've ever seen. yeah um a- absolutely insane. like you're not ready for it. It's you think you are, and the movie knows that you think you are, and it keeps taunting you mm-hmm. until it actually does it, and then it's it's yeah. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> Some people were—I don't know. Have you seen the backlash of people shitting on the CGI for this movie? Yeah, th- there was that one moment, that one clip of Adam Driver being like, "Yeah, I don't know, fuck you," yeah. like <laughs> as a response to that.
1: Because <laughs> I don't really get. I think that it's it's really well done CGI. Would it have been better if it was like more practical and not digital? The, sure, the movie didn't everything have a big would be budget. It's it has like ninety, but it's still it's sub a hundred which in this day, and age, it's $90 million, but also it was made during COVID. So mm-hmm. like an right. extra like 20 or 25% they, of that. They shot in protocols. Italy,
0: yeah. which must be tough.
1: Man, that's another thing. You can tell that this was like, you can see the craft behind this movie, the way that it is shot, the locations, all of the sets that they are in that the costumes in, so
0: yeah. fucking the cars
1: gorgeous. it's so well thought out and that's something where it's like oh there is like an auteur behind the camera like working
0: here i wonder if well, they got some of these cars like originally from the 50s or if they just completely remade them just for the movie you
1: know they had they to look have amazing. had some well you actually see the cars run. There's some shots where you just see like cars where it's like, that's probably just a shell of a vehicle. Yeah. But like, there's also where they're driving like 50s cars and you see them like take off and go well, around a corner.
0: You can also, you know, you can put a shell on it. Right. New, that's probably how they do. You know, it's yeah. they're not got to have 50 motor yeah. in there. Right. I don't know. It's pretty loud. It's very <laughs> vroom vroom. Um, no, I, I love the movie. I I think it was worth, you know, giving it the, the spotlight, even though it's not you know at least in my opinion like in that that best of the year tier yeah I will um, say uh, I just but I watched enjoyed it a lot
1: I don't have to do a full recap of it but I just watched the uh the film thief for the first time today great movie oszga's thief um great i mean that movie's <laughs> fucking amazing thief is also like it thief is fucking incredible it might be like the best james conn performance a movie uh, that but looks amazing it is so 80s in like the most positive way possible down to like the score and everything it almost has like a uh, I'm jealous kind of score to it but it's uh yeah it's great that's a banger watch thief if you haven't watched thief it's on uh streaming on pluto right now oh
0: yeah shout out to pluto free with ads god damn yeah okay um all right before we um get to the rest we're gonna take a little break oh we'll be right back literally there's i have a thing on there for we'll be right back oh wait this one right and we're back
1: oh brother
0: yeah you poured way too much in there i watched you pour that listen here's the thing also
1: there's a little bit irish shirt on there was some nog residue in there too so i basically like the the dairy and the coke mixed together i made like a fucked up coke float
0: all right so in this (laughs) second half of the episode um i kind of wanted to just breeze through a bunch of movies that i i feel like are notable um but are just not in not in the running for for best of the year um i'll start with uh saltburn the new emerald fennel film
1: so this is just on the outside of your top 10 right like just right on the outskirts um it's it's above color purple for (laughs) sure right watch it (laughs) fucking watch it complete the fit uh, Jesus
0: Christ, Christ. No comment
1: God oh Ernest God. said there wasn't enough cum
0: eating mm. color I, need to, I need to edit hold on I need to edit. <laughs> um yeah they're right around the same level okay. um same tier same same row <laughs> on the list of letter Jesus Christ um that feels bad so <laughs> this is the follow-up to uh Promising Young Woman, which came out in 2020, and won Fennel the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. So obviously, it's like Hollywood is gonna give you that blankety blank check.
1: Um in hindsight, does that movie only win the best screenplay? Because it comes out in 2020. It yeah. comes out literally in the peak of COVID. Yeah. I mean, that movie,
0: <laughs> I like that movie, but how that often never... do you think about promising young woman? What impact only every day because of Bo Burnham um. and I always think about Bo Burnham um that that movie I don't know if it would hold up to a rewatch I haven't rewatched it but I remember enjoying it but being confounded that it was like an Oscar movie it's like what that's not what what's going on but yeah COVID year um saltburn um is a big fucking swing of a movie and I Love that about it. I love that she tried because I don't think in, enough filmmakers try, uh, to do things that are transgressive, that are thought provoking that are, you know, different from the norm. I think very little of this movie actually works. I, I think that most of the swings are, are misses, but the fact that she tried, I, I have to admire. And, uh, I wouldn't say it's not, it's not a, a, a 0% hit rate. Like there are some things that work in this movie. I think Jacob Elordi is pretty good in this movie. You know, it's, it's a, it's a thinly written character, but this, the entire plot of this movie is that Barry Kogan is obsessed with Jacob Elordi. So Jacob Elordi has to be like this figure of obsession, right? He has to embody like someone that you would believe that, a man would be obsessed with him. And I think he does that very well. Um, I think it's shot beautifully. A lot of it. I think all of it is on location at this, this manor, this mansion, uh, in England. Um, and it, it, you know, you can tell they put work into it. They, they put a lot of work into making it look great, but man, everything else, the story, the, the, the choices, a lot of choices were made with salt burn. and it's it's a it's a bit of a mess it's a bit of a fucking mess and it's not something that like i feel like adds up to anything um so you know i wouldn't call it great but i admire the attempt
1: i actually i do still really want to see this movie um it was a big old bomb they threw it on amazon prime and they're like hey watch this with your family at christmas please please um, don't don't do that <laughs> do not <laughs> um yeah no i uh, i saw a really funny tweet uh a few days ago that was basically just like emerald Fennel is way too good of a director to be stuck with emerald Fennel the writer Yeah. um which is you know Promising Young Woman is a movie that I really liked whenever it came out, but there are like fundamental script and story problems with that movie that don't really work. But whenever you don't think about it, it's just like a blast to look at and to just experience. Right. Um, that's why like maybe we were a little bit too soon of just like embracing her as the new, like chosen auteur of Hollywood. Um, but I'm still interested to see this. I wanted to ask you because you've seen Saltburn and you've seen Priscilla. Where are you at with Jacob Alordi as movie the star, guy as like
0: mega movie star in the making? He's good. I mean, he's, he's very tall. He's very tall. Yes. I, I like him. I think he's good. I mean, do he, you think that like, does he have it? I don't know yet. I think it's too early. I think he needs a, he needs a more prominent role. His Elvis is not that prominent. Okay. and uh felix in this film semi-prominent but i i don't think he's made a big enough splash yet i think his biggest splash of anything was um euphoria mm. you know most important question uh this is set in england in 2006 do yes. we have period appropriate music do we have arctic monkeys block party the libertines um any of that there is an mgmt needle drop all right Um, i mean is it like is it fucking like we care if it's from 2006 that's we care goes crazy but um okay so uh, there's been a lot of debate about this um because you see a banner at the beginning of the movie that says class of 2006 but it is unclear if in england when they say class of 2006, does that mean that you begin the school year in 2006 or you end it in 2006? That's graduating in 2006. But but it's England. What do you mean, debate? Can't you just like, at, what? Has, has no one, <laughs> has like asked England not logged on yet? England, like, England mean? declined to comment on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. Because <laughs> there is a scene <laughs> in which they are watching the film Super Bad, mm. which was released in 2007 oh okay so are these people rich enough to have a early cut of super bad that's <laughs> that's probably in their it. home <laughs> yeah. i bet i bet that's it
1: they're like i know this really funny guy like seth and uh
0: <laughs> so yeah i mean uh oracular is seven, um there's a little bit of arcade fire in there which what arcade fire uh, no cars go no f- i think i think it's funeral um, would have been out well funeral funerals. funeral funerals old by then that's what oh okay. yeah. four
1: yeah so that's okay
0: uh okay so here's the the Saltburn uh soundtrack okay these are these are all the songs played give me some film. libertines um
1: block party has to be on some, some
0: 2006 klaxons England. girls allowed Sound of the Underground, MGMT, Time to Pretend, Cold War Kids, Hang Me Up to Dry, Hey,
1: Cold War Kids, Nice,
0: The Killers, Mr. Brightside, right. That's um,
1: again released after.
0: No, no, no. That's pet, like that's like O two O three O seven. Pet Shop no, 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 no. Boys, Rent, yeah, uh, Arcade good. Fire, No Cars Go. Oh well, who okay. who, who was right. right after all? Um, block Party, This Modern Love. Okay, there go um saying. the cheeky girls have a cheeky pr- christmas that now that's just got to be british um <laughs> oh okay oracular did come out in
1: 07 yeah so now maybe you are right about something right do they that's start that's so fucking stupid if the british do that if the british start and say class of 2006 and then you graduate in 07
0: um Let's see what else. Um, Manson versus Princess Superstar. Perfect parentheses. Exceeder. <laughs> uh, George Frederick Handel. Zadok the Priest. Flo Rida featuring T-Pain. Can you tell how Lest, much he has Lowe. to say about us? And <laughs> finally, race. Sophie Ellis Baxter. Murder on the dance floor. Which is the final scene in the film. Um, I don't want to spoil what happens. But I think it is one of the most memorable scenes and endings of the year um barry kogan is a king
1: i do love barry kogan
0: i'm happy for him um i
1: think a lot of people are seeing like just now getting to know barry kogan a little bit where we've been out here we've
0: been on rascal
1: island yeah love that guy um i've heard Rosamond pike is great in this yeah i love our girl um happy for her how's carrie mulligan in this because i have some questions about- it's
0: like one scene oh, okay it's yeah she's barely
1: in it i have questions about what carrie mulligan's doing these days like just i i'm i'm wondering about her are we gonna talk assuming. about maestro do you wanna do you want to get into it have now? you seen it true no okay we're not gonna talk about okay. it yet. all right i'm just gonna say that like you know As mentioned, maybe I have some questions about things that she's doing. Maybe she's almost playing a BoJack Horseman character in (laughs) Maestro. She's like three degrees of separation away from that. People? Mr. Peanut Butter? (laughs) (laughs) No, she's basically just like, Ah, Mr. BoJack, here's the thing that you don't understand about Hollywood. That is not exaggerating the way that she speaks and the way that people. character
0: acts. Thought that a fun thing to do around the holidays will be to log on to the internet and post about how Maestro sucks.
1: Maestro and doesn't suck. It has good scenes and a movie I am that does not.
0: flabbergasted that now here I am you having to, be- <laughs> to defend Maestro because Uh, people on the internet did you you notice how he's jump he's quick to defend
1: maestro but not so much for the color purple (laughs) it's so weird god it's crazy seeing your alliances
0: really come out because who is logging on to take down the color purple no one apparently literally (laughs) you are you're the only one the number the number of of tweets that i saw of people talking about how maestro is boring and bland over the holidays, I'm like, what the what the
1: fuck I think, are people, what are you talking about? I do not think it's boring and bland. I think God, that it is, uh, we'll talk about this more thoroughly in the future, but uh, you talked about Maestro last time that we did a pod, but I did not have a chance to weigh in on Maestro and on the Maestro discourse. And here's the thing. I think that Maestro is a movie with incredible scenes, like unbelievable moments. And I wish that it was about Leonard Bernstein. I call me crazy for me to want a movie that's centered around Leonard Bernstein to be about Leonard okay, Bernstein because he's an interesting movie? guy. It's a good movie. I think it could have been, okay, so, so been a great movie. So what?
0: I think it could have been
1: a great movie. I It could have been like borderline
0: perfect because it has perfect moments in it but it just... I just think that people are I mean, stupid and that Gen Z doesn't appreciate classical music and they don't know where culture comes from. Say it. <laughs> Spill. <laughs>
1: i think well do you think that that's actually one of the problems with maestro is that like gen z doesn't have a relationship with leonard bernstein so maybe the movie should have been about leonard bernstein mm-hmm. to teach them why he's an important person implying you that like
0: millennials all love leonard bernstein <laughs> like we're all we're crazy about him <laughs>
1: maybe well i mean gen x is gen x and boomers no, are so you like know, that's why you know
0: who, introduce him to a new generation you know who millennials love bradley cooper mm. and yeah gen is z is just like shut the fuck up bradley is it like, is are not going to give you your Oscar. You're so annoying with your fucking little movie. Hunter <laughs> said, is that that guy from Aloha? That's what they're all That's saying. What Gen asking. That's what they're. always The raccoon? I'm in all these hipster of- coffee shops in <laughs> Brooklyn, and they're all talking about and they're just like, Aloha. They're like
1: Emma Stone. Yeah, the girl from Aloha. Yeah,
0: Cameron Crowe's My masterpiece.
1: Favorite, uh, dude, Emma Stone, everyone's saying she's your favorite Hawaiian. Mm-hmm get
0: back into the fucking talking raccoon booth um get back in there stop wanting an oscar that's what they keep saying they keep saying he shouldn't have put on a big funny nose and i think that that's crazy <laughs> I think- you can't say that That's <laughs> his <is> god-given right <laughs> to put on a big funny actually is it his god-given right
1: <laughs> we were put- talking about italian american representation uh just moments ago uh, or just straight up italian representation is Bradley Cooper Jewish? Is he allowed
0: to do that? Is he allowed to put on a big oh, no. I'll tell you right now, he's not Jewish. I feel confident saying that. don't <laughs> know why. Definitely not Jewish. Um, and yet... He can you can put on it it's okay it's funny because his nose is already pretty prominent yeah it's just not i know big. that's so why he was like oh i gotta make myself
1: i gotta so go great. adam drive i will say whenever you're watching the movie the nose isn't noticeable but for some reason every time the you still. look at a still it's yeah. like ah jesus the fuck yeah. is that thing? it reminds
0: google um google Macklemore lands in hot water oh, yeah. oh, there's at, at a certain point That's Macklemore scene from pop star Macklemore decided to wear a funny a funny uh costume on stage <laughs> that might remind you of uh maestro yeah actually he is reprising that like on the war tour he's going <laughs> he's going into the war zone He's, he's going doing in an an into act. the israel palestine <laughs> crisis you know how like they get like comedians and musicians to like go yeah, he's, play for the troops yeah, he's playing called? for the, the N- gaza strip <laughs> <laughs> right now yeah the the what's that called like the nso or whatever yeah it's not yeah. that but you know one of those the uso yes yeah he's he's going over there with like bob hope <laughs> <laughs> And like Don Rickles, and like and like a lady in a one piece swimsuit. (laughs) We were like, oh yeah, yeah. All the guys just jacking off, (laughs)
1: just openly beating their meat. (laughs) Two hundred thousand of their closest boys. They don't have
0: access to the internet. That's like their only. (laughs) Um. Okay. Speaking of beating their meat, the new big. It's funny how we didn't talk
1: about beating our meat while watching Saltburn of all things. (laughs)
0: Jesus Christ. (laughs) that was the wrong one you think so um speaking of beating their meat the new movie from nicholas cage mm-hmm. oh. dream scenario nice hey up? another by the way italian american actor could have played ferrari I, honestly he kind of looks yeah. like enzo ferrari here's in the, the thing movie. he fat. actually he
1: could have done the physicality
0: yeah. of enzo ferrari I um that. yeah luigi physicality we love our guy Luigi. we did uh our first series about the man nick cage that feels like that was like 25 i know right um i really like this movie guys i think that it bungles its third act in my opinion but everything before that is kind of brilliant and genius um i'm not sure what to make of it because i was very frustrated with how it sort of tied up its its resolution and sort of made like all the all the threads sort of coalesce um, in, in the end. Um, but I, I found this movie very, very insightful, very original. It's about a, a man who starts appearing in people's dreams. Um, and he's a very meek man. He's a professor. He wants to be a writer. He doesn't really have many things to claim, uh, as achievements in his life. And suddenly out of nowhere, He's in everybody's dreams. He becomes a it, celebrity.
1: Is it like the episode of SpongeBob
0: where he goes in everybody's dreams and he fucks up their dreams? So that's one of the turns in the movie where you get you get a, a big stretch of the heavily movie. Heavily inspired by first season <laughs> of, of SpongeBob. Where uh, Nicholas Cage is just, just enjoying the fame of, um, of being known because everybody sees him in, in their sleep. And there is a turn, yes, where things start to go awry. Um, and that's when the movie started to get really interesting. And it started to really climb. And then it I don't feel like it nails the ending. And I, I don't want to give away the specifics. I still recommend the movie. I still really enjoyed it. I'm not one of those people that thinks that, like, you should throw away a movie just because it doesn't have a good ending um there's still a lot to love here i think nicholas cage is amazing um he's been on a good little yep little run here with going Peg. back to mandy really yeah. he's been on a, a tear here um so i don't know you know if this is gonna get like what was he dominated for a golden globe that might be like the one thing um that this movie gets in terms of attention um but i i really enjoyed it it has um speaking of uh the office alums um it has oh wait is she an office alone i thought it was um michael scott's wife but it might not be her never mind there are some people that pop up uh michael Sarah, uh dylan galula oh nice i love dylan galula uh tim meadows is in there caper lant is in there um our boy Noah Centineo's in there Centineo yeah oh, Tim, Meadows, Tim Meadows is a he's a he's an
1: office alum oh is he yeah he's in the uh the like earlier on episode. Okay. episode he's just in one episode of the office but
0: uh Nicholas Braun <laughs> from Succession fame
1: he's in a great episode a great know, scene of the Chili's I like,
0: want my baby baby baby, yeah baby, but anyway this is my blood <laughs> um yeah the the movie's really good I, I really rec- recommend it. Um, it's it's very original, very fascinating story. A lot of people have been saying that it's kind of like a parable for cancel culture because um, it's essentially a story about a guy who everybody loves because they just know him. Everybody recognizes him, and then suddenly everybody turns on him. Mm. And the sort of the the fallout, the repercussions of of what happens there, how he reacts to that, the impact it has on his family. Um, the, the swiftness with w- how that turn happens, you know, it, it, the velocity of it is a big factor in the story. Um, so I really liked it. Dream scenario. Nick cage shout out. Nice. Um, another one I wanted to shout out is leave the world behind on Netflix. Ooh. Okay. Uh, new movie from Sam Esmail, creator of, uh, Mr. Robot. Starring, Your boy. Yeah. Starring, um. Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Mahershala Lee, based on a book. Um, this movie is about a family that goes to kind of like a luxury Airbnb and the world starts to end. Uh, and they're just in this rural home in the, in the middle of kind of, I guess it's like outside of New York City, you know, somewhere in the... I don't know if it's upstate or or Long Island or something. I think it's within the vicinity of the city, but it's like the the outskirts, some kind of rural area. Uh, so they're outside of, of the chaos of the city as everything starts to go to shit. And what I loved about this movie is it keeps you in the point of view of this family and it never does a cutaway. Shout out to our boy, M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> with his fucking what remember knock at the cabin where he has to insert unfortunately
1: I do remember this do I remember (laughs) Jesus Christ this like
0: explanation of what's happening uh this movie doesn't do that which I really liked it's it's really just about these people not knowing what's happening and maybe one of them knows a little bit more uh shout out to our guy Mahershala Ali who's incredible and I want to see him in more stuff um Will Blade ever get made? I'm not sure. Should it is? But he's out here. He's, he's in here. He is running up that hill. He has been gone for Blade for longer than since since the last Blade movie. We'll see. We'll see. uh Julia Roberts. Um, I think so. Sam asmiel worked with Julia Roberts on Homecoming, was a show oh, on show. on Prime. Great show. Um. And there, he kind of brings out the best in her. Uh, I, I found a lot to love in this performance. Uh, she's kind of a little bit unlikable. There's just something about this character where you feel like, uh, I don't, I don't know if I like this person. I don't know if I agree with everything she's doing in this situation. Um, Ethan Hawke, you gotta love him. He's kind of just this dopey guy who <laughs> he just bless his heart he just wants to keep his family safe but he doesn't know how to function in this situation he doesn't know what to do um you get kevin bacon in there as a as a prepper you know goals straight up goals you know (laughs) kevin bacon just he has everything you need um it's just a quick scene he's not really in it that much but he makes an impact uh my hollow from industry Mm. rounds out the cast in there so you're you're pro this movie because I've heard mostly He's, negative Ernie, things about Ernie's this. such an SML I know, head. I
1: know that you're in the SML hive, so maybe you're not the best there, <laughs> neutral. There
0: are things about this movie that I think are unnecessary. Like, I think Sam asmiel goes a little too hard with the directing sometimes. Like mm. It's like, dude... Julia Roberts is just walking up the stairs. You don't have to have the camera like fly up and turn around. And like, (laughs) it's, it's it's athletic. It's, I mean, chill out. Like we're good, (laughs) Mr. Robot. (laughs) So there's a lot of things like that in this movie, but I really like the story. And you know, the, this, the idea of like the whole world going to shit and like not really knowing why and all you have is the people around you. And there's really no insight as like what to do. Um, so I really like that. And there were very specific things about this movie that really resonated with me. Um, like, for example, uh, my, my wife Lee talks about this nightmare that she has sometimes about how we may get like attacked with a sonic, like a sonic attack, like a, like a, a loud noise. And that happens in this movie. Like something that she has fears about is like literalized in this movie or, um, the daughter has a connection to, uh, physical media and she really, uh, brother, she, or not necessarily physical media, but she wants to watch her shows. And because the world is going to shit, there is no internet. So what do you do? You got to hunt down that physical media. Got to listen,
1: brother. I'm I'm
0: way ahead of you there, right? Bro. Okay, I'm so way. So she has in, in that watch, way, Actually, uh, blue Blu-ray people are doomsday preppers. Exactly. Yeah, see, listen, think about it. I'm, We're doing the work,
1: brother. Here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not worried about any of this consolidation of media corp. I'm ready. I've got my media. You can't take away my movies.
0: It it, it plays a critical role in the rocks. resolution you know sam esmail is talking before
1: that he is a big physical media guy so honestly that
0: Ross, she I like that really has to watch the west wing <laughs> and she, she really does. has to watch the end of friends she has to finish friends is this like a movie that's made
1: for both of us now i'm starting to you're you're kind of pitching me on this yeah, uh it's there's just very
0: very specific things about this I, movie the idea of like nature like pushing back on humans and like seizing the opportunity the vulnerability and and humanity to like take it back to take the world back that's a factor in this movie mm. um i you know there's going to be people that don't like it the the letterbox spread isn't great it's a 2.9
1: right now yeah that's not great some of all. my mutuals
0: have Especially given it I, one star
1: it, you know it's i've just heard a lot of negative things about this movie which is surprising i will say Sam Esmail, one thing I would say about him that I've always thought, and this is Esmail who has not watched Mr. Robot, um, who has seen Homecoming and loved it and has listened to many podcasts that he's been featured on. Sam Esmail has the energy of a guy who Fincher is his favorite director, but only Panic Room. Um, He's just like really diehard into that era of Fincher. Um, And I don't know if that's necessarily where my, uh, like my preferences would align but like i'm happy for him um happy he got to make this i'm interested to check this movie out you are selling me more on this movie than anybody that i have seen in any reviews that i it, seen it's
0: way better than your average netflix movie like it, it's well made it's got movie stars in it they're putting in good work i mean mahershala Ali, i'll watch mahershala do anything like i literally yeah. like i do not care i will i will watch it if he is yeah. in it um, and he's great in this movie. He has great, uh, th- there's a couple scenes where it's just him and Julia Roberts, and those are some of the best scenes in the movie. Um, so I recommend it. I mean, I, some people have been comparing it to, um, don't look up, which is not a great comparison in my opinion. <laughs> okay.
1: Now you just lost me. Uh, completely, I, you had me for a second. Then you lost.
0: I, me. I think uh. that this movie is a, a big notch above that movie. Um, and I, I didn't hate that movie, but I think that this, this is just so, it feels so focused. It feels like it's just about this one thing. And it, it, I think it gets its ideas across in a really effective way while still maintaining a great deal of ambiguity and lets you like kind of come at it with, with a lot of, um, of your own conclusions after you finish the movie. So that's leave the world behind. Um, it's on Netflix. I recommend it. Um, I also wanted to shout out Uh, the taste of things which you talked about Mm -hmm. before love this movie incredible movie now we're getting into the range where it's just like all these these next couple that i'm going to mention is like they they might end up in my top 10. Mm -hmm. like they it, it, it i just have to make a choice i have to make the cut somewhere and this is where it starts to get really really complicated Love the shit out of this movie! Incredible cooking sequences, heartfelt story, beautiful acting, incredible cinematography. Like, oh, it was it's, just sumptuous.
1: Yeah, it's gorgeous. Benoît Majumel was on my ballot for the best lead performers of the year.
0: Um, Shout I out think, to Juliette Binoche.
1: And Juliet Binoche is like, she was off the because the best actress this year is like, oh my god, it's like shaping up to be an all timer race. But uh, no, it's it's phenomenal. Beautiful, beautiful movie.
0: Okay, here's um, here's a big one the Iron Claw the Iron Claw is the new movie from Sean Durkin who did um, the nest which ended up in my top 10 of that year. That was a light year. That was 2020. I think the Iron Claw is definitely better than the nest. The competition is just too good this year. So this one's is on the outs a little bit, but it's so good. It's so good guys. Do you guys know the story? of the Von Eric brothers. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. I did so not tragic. I did not know anything going into this movie. Um, I knew that there was tragedy, but I didn't know the specifics. So I, I won't go into the details for listeners who don't know the real life story of, of the, the wrestling brothers of the, the Von Eric family. Um, I think the biggest thing holding this movie back is that <sighs> There's a point at which the tragedy is like, it kind of weighs the movie down a little bit too much. It can't escape. It's like a, it's, it's like a black hole. Like the gravity is too strong and the movie can't, you can't alter the events of this story. Like you just have to tell them, you just have to do what actually happened. And I think at a certain point from a movie watching perspective, it's just, it's a little too much it's a little too much and it became for lack of a better term like just exhausting Mm -hmm. um not to say that it wasn't effective I was still very emotionally affected by this movie especially at the end Zac Efron is fucking amazing his best performance by far
1: is there a chance that this movie could get the momentum and he could get Best Actor nomination?
0: It, it's in the cards.
1: Because I actually think, I think Best Actor, it gets about three deep or so, and then it kind of gets pretty
0: open. Well, let's see. Killian, uh, Bradley, Giamatti. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright. Okay and then who jeffrey wright is
1: probably locked in now because american fiction has been getting some good buzz that fifth spot is super open it could, yeah fifth spot is very 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 open
0: yeah it could be it could be um oh, Zac Efron on, you know, or Gold Derby right now. andrew scott from all the strangers who is, it's another amazing movie i saw this year he is fucking phenomenal in it um but yeah the iron claw um i really recommend it it, it just it's one of those movies that I think people need to know what you're getting into, know that you're getting into something extremely devastating and sad, and it'll just hit you like a ton of bricks. Um, Holt, uh, Mac, uh, what's this guy's name? Holt McElhenney from, uh, Mindhunter is the father. Loved him. Really, really great oh, performance. Oh, that guy. I love that guy. Um, it, a really great depiction of a certain kind of toxic masculinity that was very common in a in a certain era where like you could just be a horrible dad and like that was fine and that was accepted and especially uh, a dad that was trying to pass the torch of the family business to his sons and and expressing his frustrations of his own failures in that career Uh, to his sons to try to you know carry that torch forward i I think he does an amazing job jeremy allen white from the bear is in this uh harris dickinson who um you know Mamma mia heads rides up oh wait no he's not Mamma mia no he's not he's in fucking triangle of of sadness he's Uh, he's excellent in that movie i just confused him with um pierce brosnan (laughs) (laughs) um obviously Grant, these probably. guys are not as big as the real von erics uh zach efron is the only one that gets but close i was Shout out say, to human growth hormone
1: <laughs> looking at it's like insane it's funny there's a an interview like a clip that went around or uh from an interview i can't remember if it was actually like recorded or if it was just written. now but it's jeremy allen white talking about zach efron and he's like just so jealous because he's like sean durkin basically told us to like get on our own workout routine and then like we're all like doing it thinking that we're doing something and then we see fucking what zach efron's done and it's like this man like transformed his body in a way that's truly insane if you actually i haven't seen this movie yet. i'm really really excited i'm probably gonna go see it this weekend um just seeing what he looks like now is is unreal
0: steroids dude it's, yeah they work
1: yeah they get you big you know give him an oscar nomination he's destroying his body it's the least you can do he's um, he's really good though we forgot a, a important person over we were reading off the nominees which is leo our boy from killers i think leo might be out uh, i don't think killers so is happening killian that bradley cooper paul giamatti are the only three i think are locked in and then i'm just going to read down some more nominees possible for you leo jeffrey wright coleman domingo for rustin Ooh, that one i'm gonna might be happen. honest rustin has like no momentum though right now rustin
0: obama re- put it
1: on his list rustin really they gotta start working like now because that movie feels like it's really behind the behind the eight ball yeah what the hell man um that's that's my it's one of your picks that's, yeah that's um, my ringer <laughs> all of us strangers uh for andrew scott walking phoenix for napoleon which i just do not buy at all. He, th- got,
0: he got the golden globe nom for Bose Afraid. I think that was movie is like,
1: dead in the water are and the also Globes good. <laughs> shout out to my uh my personal ballot uh for the CACF where i have him as being my best actor of the year I know, for Boys Afraid. Saw that. Um
0: that was that was legit. Yeah. Can't Real ones no
1: that. Um I also am holding out hope. It's a long shot and i don't think it'll happen, but tell you
0: from past lives that's way too much of a long shot I
1: think it's a long shot but if we're talking about just like the best male performers yeah. I've seen a movie this year he's up there
0: um so yeah love the iron claw um I wish this this year is way too stacked so I wish it, it would be higher on my list I, I don't think it's going to quite make the cut but I was really taken with it um a, a lot of other things about it like the editing the sound I'm I'm, I'm gonna be submitting it for a couple of Wabammy. Mm, um, okay. nominations including best needle drop um really enjoyed it really touching really tragic really sad but it, it, it's just a good package I, I i do think that the 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 weight of the tragedy really really hurt it for me in terms of just like from a movie watching experience again i i, I just i don't know can I, uh- I in the theater it felt like uh god yeah here we go oh my it's, god you have
1: to be mentally prepared before you go into it that's why theaters are like should we families this holiday season are like should we go see wonka or should we go see the iron claw which <laughs> one do we want to go sit down with um can i throw another a24 movie go for it right? that i don't know if you've seen have you seen showing up no yep. go for the it new kelly Record movie so this is uh kelly Rickards follow-up to first cow uh to be honest i don't there's something about kelly reichard's film style that she makes things very cold feels like not necessarily the right word but there's something kind of distancing about the way that she makes her films um i really like showing up a lot this is a classic movie that i think that i appreciated more than i felt connected to but it is a movie that i've been thinking about and what kelly is trying to say specifically about like making art and it's funny in a year about like all these auteurs, specifically male auteurs that are making these like big bombastic passion projects that are metaphors for their life. When you look at Scorsese and Michael Mann and uh, like, w- even with something like Oppenheimer or something like that. And you just like, look at this and you're like, this is Nolan making a movie about his life. Showing up kind of feels perfect in a way of making a movie about Kelly record. Cause Kelly record's never going to be, a director whose movies are up for like 12 Oscars or anything like that. I do think that in alternate reality, Michelle Williams could get awards love for this movie. If this wouldn't have been released in like the dead of April, for some reason, it's a real like botch job by, um, by a 24 when a 24 is generally pretty good at these things. As far as knowing when to deploy these movies, technically it's a 2022 release and then they
0: festival a festival release
1: and then they didn't actually release it wide until mid 2023 i think a lot of that is because of the fablemans and not wanting michelle williams to have two movies competing with each other at the same time especially when one of them is made by uh steven spielberg so i like this movie a lot um i think it has a really really great michelle williams performance i think it has a really really awesome Hong Chow performance. Ooh, Hong Chow okay. is great in this movie. It's like has some uh, really much needed like humor and lightness to it. I don't like this as much as First Cow. Um, as much as I really enjoy Michelle Williams' performance in this, John Magaro in First Cow is just, it's really fantastic. Him and uh, Orion Lee in that movie. I think that they have like such dynamic chemistry to them. And I think that there's, a little bit of that le- lacking in showing up and it's it's a movie that i liked but i didn't love i don't think i connected with it in the same way that i've seen a lot of other critics connect with it so yeah far. didn't um adam namen adam namen has number one? his best movie of the year yeah. um i think there's uh like a lot of people who i respect and admire like david ehrlich has it super high gave it like three and a half stars david sims um I just didn't connect with it in the same way and i think that maybe that's a thing that i just need to go back and re-watch re some of kelly reichert's yeah. films to kind of
0: gain a greater well, appreciation for her work wait until the comments come yeah you from the right card the right Reik- <laughs> the right card heads you need to do it what I, like did. i said you need to do some soul searching
1: i'll i'll go ahead and prepare myself for that now for like the three <laughs> film twitter guys who come after me You're like actually you don't understand um, the people. no i i Her movies, I generally find that I appreciate more than I enjoy while watching, and they always sit well. Like First Cow, I while you were just talking, I was looking up here where I had First Cow in my twenty twenty list, and I put it at seventeen, which is way too low. Because that was
0: like in my that was like my in hindsight, like I'm putting
1: that over, I'm putting that over promising young woman, I'm putting that over Nomadland. Not it's not going above Mank. Don't you dare fucking put it above Mank. But like I'm putting it in that like in that kind of range it it should be higher than that i i don't even know what i was doing then but it's just it's it's a sitter it's it's, okay. it's 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 got a you got mo on it a bit
0: first cow is my number five of 2020. wow okay yeah definitely behind portrait of a lady on fire um which is a on my 2020 list yeah definitely it's it's, still on there.
1: jesus fucking i haven't Christ. taken it just off say that sound of metal is your favorite movie of 2020 it's fine <laughs> you can do that you're allowed um man 2020 was a was a like not like bad movie year but it was a weird movie year for sure all right that's showing up showing up what else you got you got anything else drew you got anything no um football are you want to talk about watching the bills chargers game with leonard there was a point with leonard uh where josh allen uh breaks off for a run
0: and he hails hurt
1: him in the most like exasperated way that i've ever
0: heard it was like pleading yeah my my dad yearning blood when he's watching (laughs) i got to
1: hear leonard yell put him in the tent (laughs) which rocked
0: it rocked so hard that's leonard's like all right all right all right like that's his motto you know he
1: just loves
0: p-h-i-t-t baby dude
1: leonard would have done great in the roman
0: times like Uh being in the fucking coliseum um yeah, and that was the our team wasn't even in that game. <laughs> yeah, that I was know. just rooting against the Bills. So imagine watching the Dolphins game with him. It was awesome. You gonna uh, take him to a to a live game? Oh, I should. He probably has. He hasn't been to a Dolphins game in so many years. That would be fun. He was uh, reminiscing on like I remember got, seeing the go.
1: Dolphins in nineteen seventy eight And mm, mm-hmm.
0: He remembers when they were good. I don't. <laughs> so, this is a whole new experience. Did they win the game that you saw? Yeah, buddy. Oh, okay. Won that one. Won won this uh this weekend. Truly never seen anything like it in my in my days. I'll yeah. tell you that. Get ready for Danny next week. Don't tell him about it. Hey. Um, let's go, baby. You know, sports over the holidays plays a key role. Because yeah. Because sometimes like things might get a little heated, you know. Oh, you don't want to you don't want to poke certain things and just put on the game just put on the game yeah. it's a it's a it's a it's a vibe like uh reset it's uh it's like oh uh, we will find a game the there amount, is a game on listen um
1: we're from tallahassee obviously grew up a Florida state fan the amount of conversations that i have had about the drama surrounding the Florida State football team about them not making the college football playoff and now suing the ACC and all this. Yeah, match. I saw the, the news. amount of conversations I have had with my family over the last like four weeks are more than I ever could have guessed. It's awesome. With various family members, it's like the one thing that you yeah, can just, you we could, can all come united on this mind. one thing, which yeah. is just
0: saying like, fuck college football. You could literally, if you were, if you went up to anyone in Tallahassee right now wearing an FSU shirt, which is like half of the people there. And just said fucking bullshit they would know exactly what you're talking about
1: i literally happened at work i like wore a florida street shirt the other day and somebody's just like so fucked and i was like yeah you know i know exactly what you mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. wow Um, love that movie guys know exactly what we're talking about
0: all right anything else No. are we done are we done for
1: 2023
0: yeah that's it um we did it and what are we doing next week music yes so next week that's for the best I have so many movies and shows I need to watch is the first episode of 2024 and it will be the first episode of our annual listomania uh i I'll, I'm gonna have to explain this at the top of that episode but if you're listening now and you don't know essentially we clear out January for all best of music, TV, movies and then the Wabammies. We'll do the Wabammies. We'll clear out the whole month for a retrospective because why, and why cram it at the end of the year and here's wait the thing. till the new year,
1: unlike what Ernest likes to say with putting Portrait of a Lady on fire, a movie that came out the prior year on his list. We aren't going to do the thing. Guess what? Sizz's album isn't going to be our best fucking albums of the year list because that didn't come out in 2023. I put out-
0: it in my list last it year. It came
1: out in 2022 and just you don't have to jump the gun and like try and put out your best of the year list before Thanksgiving.
0: Right. That's where I'm at. So we're doing albums with uh with danny best albums in 2023 so stick around for that it's gonna be a good time that these next few weeks we always have fun what They're is the very betting over under yeah i was gonna say
1: for the danny episode i think the over under is three hours and 47 minutes
0: um they will be split into two <laughs> episodes uh i i remember when we had to do that just for that episode and then it got infected into the other episodes yeah yeah we had to just split those (laughs) too so it's hard it's all fucked this is all hard what am i gonna do like not not say my opinion on a thing so stick around for that and uh yeah happy happy new year have a safe new year we're gonna be uh having a little party here um so yeah please don't blow off your your hand with a with a rocket with a bottle rocket be careful where you're pointing those sparklers you if you know? live in
1: the greater orlando area could you not set off like full fireworks on Semoran 436 that would be fantastic right exactly because um, that does tend to happen every go
0: to a, year. a designated zone um but yeah thank you for listening please rate your review subscribe like and comment let us know your thoughts on the color purple and wonka and ferrari and everything else we talked about check out we to get every episode in your inbox join the discord thank you beautiful donors for donating thank you run p for sponsoring this episode i will say we actually I went, had
1: a break so that people could go run and
0: pee in this I, episode i went pee twice during ferrari you sure did did i miss anything um
1: there's no way I, you might have missed some some worse shailene woodley accents there you go see <laughs> i know the fucking the moment spot that to shailene go. woodley just you hear her talk you just run to yeah. the
0: bathroom. As soon as a big vroom vroom moment ends, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, this is, we're going to go. We're mm-hmm. going to go. Um, yeah. Stick around for Listomania. Happy, uh, happy end of 2023, boys. Cheers. Here's to 2024. We did it. We did it. Hey, look at Drew's mug. You now don't you, get that. And that's, soon we're going to be walking through that door just like it's 2024. As Cage the Elephant once said. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.